Welcome to our Spiritual Spotlight series, where we explore the vast and mysterious world of spirituality. Whether you're seeking guidance on your spiritual journey, interested in learning more about different spiritual practices and beliefs, or simply looking for inspiration to deepen your connection with the divine, then this is a show just for you. Join us as we delve into topics such as mindfulness, meditation, manifestation, energy healing, and much more. Our aim is to provide a safe and inclusive space for all listeners to explore their spirituality and connect with like-minded individuals. So grab a cup of tea, get comfortable, and let's journey together on the path of spiritual awakening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of A Tale of Two Sisters. I am joined by my sister. Hello, Jessica. Hello, hello. Hello. So for today's episode, and we're not exactly sure how this is going to go, but we're Jessica and I both kind of wanted to talk about um, what it's like to go through a grieving process. Maybe like, how do you reconcile a traumatic experience and how do you, you know, move with your family when a loved one is facing a terminal illness? So right now, Jessica and I both have a very close family member that has stage four cancer, which is a terminal illness. And, you know, obviously they're doing everything that they can to fight this disease and whatnot, but it's very stressful and it's very sad and it's very overwhelming. And it's been now, it's be a year in November that this person, unfortunately, was diagnosed with this terminal illness. So, and like I said, we're going to see where this goes because this is kind of like, it's a touchy situation and we obviously have a lot of feelings involved with this. So I'm going to send it to you, Jessica. And maybe (laughs) she's like, no, you're not. (laughs) And it's like, And we both want to have an open dialogue, you know, it's, it's, you know, how do we manage, you know, we're both in our forties and, you know, we, we have, we have our own family and we have our own, like what's going on. And, you know, it's hard because this is an immediate family member, a core to our family that has a terminal illness. And yes, we, we are hopeful that they will pull through, but we're not exactly sure if they will. So let me get maybe some of your feelings and some of your thoughts, Jessica, in having a family member that has a terminal illness and how do you kind of reconcile how you feel in your heart? I think for me, um, a lot of the way I respond to things that are stressful or overwhelming or very emotional seems to be informed from my childhood. And I, uh, Rachel and I both have been um, accused of being cold or icy at times. Uh, let's just throw it out there. I'm, I'm assuming that that is informed from our childhood and childhood trauma and our experiences and, and how we coped with that. Um, so uh, aside from religious aspects, I feel like that's always something that's in the room with us is mm-hmm. just how we treated things or were treated as you know younger people and how we've internalized that and how we move forward in the world with those feelings. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to religion and stressful situations, especially one wrapped up with the idea of death. I feel like it takes on a, a different kind of weight. Um, yeah. And for me, it always seemed to be linked with religion because this family member is very much into prayer and going to church and asking everyone to do, you know, prayer circle for them or pray for them. And it always felt like this hope was brought to her through praying. And where I cut, co- where, where my point of view kind of comes in and where it feels like, if you believe in God, do you think that there would be a God who would bring such pain? It seems that instant 
butting of heads of this idea that this is all loving, but then I'm going to cause you irreparable harm for your life and the life of everyone that you love. Mm -hmm. Um, The loss of this person will irrevocably damage our family structure for as for the rest of our lives. It will never be the same and it will never be as good. Um, So that being said, it is really difficult to have to face the reality Um, but again, going back to the way that we are as a family, I don't feel like we're really that family that really dives in and gets into those emotions and it's okay to cry. And I know a couple of times I was the one who broke down and was crying in the kitchen saying this was terrible. And everyone's like, why are you crying? And I'm like, well, this really sucks. And I would rather stew and sit in it and cry and say, I love you. And I, I'm really sorry for it. Um, but that seems to be more of my emotional response to things. Um, and I, I don't know how I handle it when it comes to religion because it it feels like it's not there because the the praying feels like I'm wishing you well and I'm sending you good luck and good wishes. And it doesn't change the fact that this person is dying and she's dying in front of us. And every time you see them, they look different than they were before. And the religion doesn't, it doesn't make me want to go to religion. It doesn't make me want to pray. It doesn't make me want to go to church. It makes me want to scream and to cry and to wonder why this is something that we're dealing with such a young person and someone we love and it means so much in our lives. But I do try to find that silver lining. And it did remind me that I took this person for, you know, advantage of them, not advantage of them, but I took them for granted. I took their role in my life for granted. And I would say on a positive note, it made me stop doing that. And it made me want to spend as much time as I could with this person before it's too late. Yeah, I think you bring up a lot of valid points. You know, Jessica and I, like, we definitely had a a not an easy childhood. And we, you know, had a family that was very toxic. And it was a, there was a lot of angst that went on for a lot of years. And that can be a conversation another time. And I think that the way that we process things, one, we're both very results oriented. So it's like, okay, you're going through this. How can I help you? And in this instance, we're almost powerless. You know, we can, we can try to help ease pain, ease suffering. And like you said, just be there for this person. Um, I think there's layers to our family and how open we are with our emotions and our feelings. Like Jessica and I are super close. So I would say I'm very like, this is how I'm feeling. This is what's going on. And, you know, we will work through that together, but when we come to our are outside of our, just us in our little mm-hmm. bubble, it is very much swept underneath the carpet and, you know, and it's Jessica and I both are feeling of, okay, we need to have some difficult conversations and what are wishes and what are desires and what are your hopes? And, you know, it's hard when we don't quite have permission to engage in these conversations. And hopefully as time progresses, we'll be able to have them because, Nobody wants to not be prepared for a loved one passing away or, you know, if there's a traumatic situation, maybe a car accident or something like that and be like, and you're left with, you're holding the bag almost, you know? And and I think it's really important religion aside that people have conversations, you know, in times when people are somewhat healthy of their mind that they can have those like, okay, this is what I want. I want to be cremated. I mean, it's even as simple as what do you want to do? What, what, where do you, do you want people to celebrate you? Do you want to have like a party? Like, do you even want to have a funeral? 
you know, I don't necessarily even want to have a funeral to be quite honest. Like I don't want people to suffer and be sad. We're all going to grieve in our own ways. And I will say with this person and how I have moments where I get really, really sad and I feel very much like devastated, you know, cause they've been in our life a long time, over 35 years. Um, is that too long? No, maybe not that long. 30 years. A really long time. A really long time. Since the dawn of time. Right. And they've been um, a powerful force in our life. And, you know, they've they've been very positive and very loving. And, you know, we've had our ups and downs, of course. But it's, you know, it's been somebody who's made sure that the family has stayed together. And you're and I think for both of us, it's like, well, what happens when that glue is gone? Like then what then? And I think that's also something that makes me sad. Cause I'm like, and I'm not wishing ill or anything like that. I, I definitely like when I'm praying, I'm praying for a miracle. I'm praying to God, like, please bring upon a miracle and things of that nature. And I do, and it's more of my spiritual beliefs than it is my religious beliefs, you know, to kind of God's angels universe, just, and even just to bring people peace and to bring them comfort so that I do, I do feel comfort and, and relying on that, but sorry, I was long winded and I got a little lost there, <laughs> but I just, I, I, um, I have these, I have, I'm going back to where, where was I see it's, it's over. It's, it's almost overwhelming that it makes me not even know what to say because in, in part of me, because I'm a nurse, have been able to facilitate scheduling appointments and doing this and doing that and interpreting things and, and whatnot. But then it's like, when they don't need you, it's like, well, then what do I do? What's my role? Like, yeah. oh, just to be present. And then, and then, you know, some people don't like that. Some people don't want people hovering around them and, you know, they want to treat you just like a normal person. Like, Hey, what's going on? Like, how are you feeling? And not, and I'm sure not every single conversation wants to be, how are you feeling? Right. What's going on? Yes. Yeah. It's, 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 it's difficult. And then I think the times where I'm in mourning of, you know, what's to come or hopefully not to come is what is in the car when I'm by myself. And then I'm, I'm, I'm talking to my spiritual team and I'm, I'm crying. It's, it's a very, very sad thing. It's, it's very, very sad. And that's the only way to put it. Like, I just feel very sad. <laughs> yeah. I think mine is at certain moments. Uh, we had a, a, a get together recently in it. And I did, I teared up in the middle of it thinking that this person had made it intentionally. They had, it felt like they were trying to make a memory and were trying to yeah. say that they loved you through that memory. Yeah. And it meant a lot. And I will always remember it, you know, and it, it, it is those little things that I feel like we don't acknowledge the effort that yeah. this person is sick, but they're still trying to make your existence okay. And I think that's what I keep thinking when it comes to uh, the roles of the people that that are in our lives and have control over our future path. Mm-hmm. The other person that you know is integral to this situation isn't giving us permission to discuss the other paths, to be able to acknowledge that this is terrible right now and we're not eliminating the pain or the reality or the joy or the memories of right now, but there is going to be a what's next. And because we are results oriented people and to acknowledge who we are in, in a family unit, it needs to be acceptable for us to discuss more because that's what we need. And, and their, their roles, I would hope that they could acknowledge that that's something that would bring us comfort in. And maybe it's the religion or lack of religion thing for me, but 
I don't feel uncomfortable at all discussing after when you pass things you you want. Like it doesn't make me uncomfortable. It doesn't make, it doesn't feel disrespectful or rude. It just feels like it's just the next, it's the next step. It's the next thing that you're going to go through for you and for others. And for me, I know what I want and I want everyone around me to know. And I, I would hope, I would hope people would find comfort in that. But I know that's that finality and that's intimidating and scary. And, and I would, I would, it would be wonderful to be able to scare, share that moment together and to discuss it. And then it's out and it's, and it's done and you can move on to the next. And I really do feel like a society, especially in the United States, I think that there is this almost, we don't talk about death and dying you know, we're always trying to live as long as we can be, you know, age in reverse. And, you know, there's such a fixation on being young and not really discussing on, okay, I'm, I'm aging and this is what's coming. It's We're all going to die. Like we're, there's going to be a time where we're going to take our last breath and we're not going to be here any longer. And I guess what I always feel like is, Nobody should be shocked and surprised about what your wishes are and your desires are. And I mean, to me, I would feel terrible leaving that burden on my family to, you know, to, oh my God, what are their wishes? What do they want? And and, and, and it, let's talk about like Jessica and I, we may not be as Jessica and I are sentimental about different things, you know, and about like, and, and I love that, that we both have kind of like, well, I, this is what I really care about. And this is what she really cares about. And then if we drill it down to our kids, our kids are also the same way. They're sentimental and they may not be as sentimental. Like I know for my older son, and this is actually, I just had this, I had this, this whole entire like thought process last week. I'm like, okay, when I pass, cause Jessica and I both want to be buried in tree pods and Jessica's going to be a book box and I'm going to be a tree over her. Yeah, like we have to be like a group, and then but but to, uh, before I forget, I wanted to tell you this anyways. But I wanted like for the ceremony portion, like I do want it to be where we're just surrounded, like even if it's in a living room or a backyard, but yeah. not a creepy backyard. And then it's like you shroud them in a blanket, and then you cover them in flowers, and then they just nice. like either just put you in the ground or put you into a tree pod. And it just to me that it, that oh, that when I was thinking it, I was like, this feels so spiritual. It is. It's, it's like, very. It's it's bringing you yeah. back to Mother Earth. Yeah, you can. Yes. It's and bringing I love you that. back to Mother Earth, and it is yep. in essence. It's almost sh- shamanic kind of mm-hmm. practice, and and for you, maybe you relate it back to Native American culture. Like it just, and it doesn't have to be spiritual. It's maybe honoring your ancestors and what they did before you. You know, and and I I think that's a beautiful thing, and. I back to my son. I I know that he is Tyler is very sentimental. So I could see him wanting to have a. He's gonna play music. You know, like I could see him wanting a piece of joy. Brayton, on the other hand, is not very sentimental, and I could he'll throw it in the he'll throw it in the dream pod. Yeah, he'll be like, mom, why do I want this? You know what I mean? And it's like we have to respect and and I also don't want anyone to feel like like Jessica and I and we've said this a couple times now. We're some we're because of our childhood, you know, we, we are maybe not, maybe we don't emote as much as people would like, you know, we, we can be very like serious. I feel like, but when it, cause when it comes to tragedy and tragic things, it's like all hands on deck. And what does, what does this yeah, get to the need? point, 
get yeah. to the point and what yeah. does this person need and how can I support those around me getting through this mm-hmm. and our, and I feel like, and just, maybe I should ask you this. Like, I feel like grieving for me is a personal thing. And I think it's also almost private. Like, I don't need to have, like I, when something happens, I'll maybe I'll go to you. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't need to, ha- I don't need to post on Facebook and I don't need it to be on public display. And and, no. and if other people feel comfortable doing that, then that's, 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 yeah. that's okay. But I personally don't feel comfortable with putting all of my business out and about. I don't want that attention. I, I don't, don't either. I don't want that attention. And then, and, and it, it may reflect on whatever and you can psychologists all you want, but for me, you know, if I get really upset, my husband will like want to come hug me, which is so nice and all, but I'm generally like, I just need a minute and I will let you know what I need. I just need a minute. And, but you know, I do think I could be better at grieving more effectively because I know when our, our brother passed away, it was just, it felt just numb and cold, but I felt more sentimental or more emotional when our grandmother passed away. Yes. And I feel like I think about her every other day still. And she's been gone for longer than my daughter was alive. So, you know, she's in my dream the other day. I mean, they're never really um, for spiritual people would say that that's her spirit coming to visit you, my sister. It was nice. I liked it. I mean, come all the time you want, grandma. I love, I love thinking about you. I really do. And it get, that gives me comfort, you know, and it might not find comfort in religion, but I, I do feel comfort in the memories that you have with people that you love. Yeah. And it's a, and I, you know, and to, to maybe bring up our brother, our brother committed suicide and it's been about, it's been, I think six, seven years. And when that happens, yeah, it yeah. really puts a, a, an anchor on our family, a very heavy weight. And it was very interesting to see, not interesting. It was, it was a, it was an experience. It was eye-opening. It was eye-opening to see how people handled levels of grief and, and it, and it did feel very, and I don't know about if other people have ever experienced this, but it's almost like some people are entitled to grieve and some people aren't. And, and but I your ranking that, comes up. Felt like yeah, your ranking it was, was very much up. like, yeah, that's interesting. That's a good way to put it. Your ranking. And it did feel like very tiered and yeah, it's a good point. That's a good way to put it. And it was, it was, that was a tough experience to go through. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to laugh, but it was a tough, and I, and I, and I, 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 I'm just, I'm stumbling. Like this is, it's hard to talk about this kind of stuff because like, you know, it's just, it's not easy. It's but, not, it, no, it's not comfortable. I think the, the biggest thing is that the reason that we're saying it was a ranking is he was our stepbrother. So then it was the assumption that we were second to the blood relatives, even though we were in his life, the majority of his life, but we were still second class citizens when it came to our level of grief allowed. Yeah, I would agree with that 100%. And I think it's beautiful that you still think about grandma. I think about, I think about both our grandmas probably like every, yeah, like very frequently I do think about both of them and it's interesting because I'll get a whiff of like grandma and I'm like, mm, grandma. yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, so my husband, he wears, he like, he has this, he has a nice groomed beard. So he uses lots of products. And the other day he had one on and it smelled like grandma's house. And then he was like, what, what is the, what are you smelling me for? And then Oh no, we've lost Jessica. 
you know, this is what happens when the spirit starts to come in. It's very interesting. And the energy starts to shift. She may not believe that, but I do. Um, Oh, there she is. (laughs) (laughs) You were sniffing Mike's beard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I did smell like, it smelled like her grandparents. Did it smell like, did it smell like her bathroom and her back bedroom? In her bathroom. And then, um, Speaking of other grandmas and not feeling uncomfortable with death, our other grandmother, our dad's mother, she had no problem. She had already like picked her plot. She yes. already picked out the outfit she wanted to yes. be buried in. And it was like so detailed. It almost felt like, wow, that was a lot. But then I appreciate it now. Like this is the yeah. songs. This is the hems. This is where I want, you know. I mean, I personally want to have dance. a binder. I want to have a binder together. And Oh, my I gosh. Want- you're going to laminate it. I probably will. And I want things ready to go. I, I really yeah. do. And and I love the fact that you you honor the family by, you know, honoring the memories of them, you know, and I, I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think the biggest thing that we want to, you know, take from this episode is that we understand that people are going through grieving processes and maybe having traumatic experiences in their lives. And, you know, one thing I just want to say to people, from my perspective, you're not alone and that you are supported by the unknown, by spirit divine. And for those that maybe not believe in it, there are resources out there that you can get to help you through this process, such as hospice does offer free counseling. You know, you can go to free support sessions and, you know, there are definitely resources out there to help you manage a grieving process. Um, and, and it's going to be interesting. And I definitely think we will keep the listeners, you know, updated on maybe what's going on and what the outcome is, because there could be, we're hoping for a miracle, you know, which would be amazing and oh my gosh so cool and then i think about the spiritual aspect and maybe what some other people might say was like well did you attract that in your life you know and i don't i don't believe that want to make that very clear but there are some people you know your thoughts create your reality and you bring on situations and i think it's a terrible sometimes i think it's a terrible viewpoint in life you know and it's like people get so like caught up in that kind of it reminds me of like law. Catholic that almost feels like Catholic guilt where everything you do you feel like there's gonna be a, a then, consequence to okay, it, you yes. know? Yeah. Like you can't just live your life and hope to just be a good person. And if you make a mistake at that, you know, accept it, move on, learn from it. Because that's what we are as people. Right? I'm gonna be paying my way into heaven. Hello, I'm buying trinkets now. You can just buy extra for me. Just Hello. anything else, Jessica, you want to add about <laughs> our, kind of our um elephant in the room conversation? It, yes, that that is um my least favorite trait. Um from experience, it's just better to jump in and tell people that you love them, oh, even yeah. if it makes them sad. Tell them that you're sad they're going through something. Tell them that they're you're here for them. Yeah. You don't always have to be like, how are you doing? How are you doing? It's okay for them to have a bad day and you yeah. just be there to listen. And and as someone who may not grieve in the way that people think I should, please be accepting of that also. I'm all, still a person. All aspects of grieving. Yep. And I just may not do it the way that you expect. But do I ever do it the way you expect? Mm, no. Not really. And no. I think Jessica brings up a very valid point don't wait to tell someone you love them. Don't wait to say like, Hey, I love you to your, even to your friends. You're a great friend to me. Like, I I think you're wonderful. I think you're an amazing sister. I love you to pieces. Like, I I think it's really important to say how we're feeling about things. And maybe it's a negative thing. Maybe it's time to move somebody on in your life. 
you know, that's no, that's bringing you down. Like it's time, like reevaluate what's going on, the people that you surround yourself with, and are they a positive force or are they a negative force? And maybe some people you need to cut out and maybe some people you need to remind them like, Hey, I mean, I love you and I'm here. And I'm thinking about you. Something as simple as that. I I was thinking about you and it's very, when I think about you, it makes me smile. And I, I feel like, you know, I'm always looking for connections and I feel like sometimes I put myself out there a little bit too much, but I'd rather put myself too much and people ignore me than to not put myself out there. Butterfly sister. Yeah. I, I like people. People are awesome. And this is how Jessica and I are so different. My sister is so social and I'm so like, I just want to be home. (laughs) I just like, I don't like being, I don't like being in my house doing nothing. Like right now, um, none of my kids wanted to do anything because I over, I over um, socialized them yesterday. They're like, don't talk to me today, mom. So then I took all the cabinet doors off in the kitchen. So I'm going to, um, we we finished them. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> this looks so good. Oh Lord. Well, on I'm that excited. note, Jessica, you have a great evening. Thank you. Peace, all. love, and happiness. Oh my God. And I love you forever. Go watch Barbie. <laughs> I'm going to see them on Thursday. All right, everyone, have a great night. Bye. Happy almost birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you found the episode to be enlightening and insightful. Our goal is to create content that not only entertains, but also helps you grow spiritually and connect with your inner self. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, we would greatly appreciate if you could take a moment to like, subscribe, and write a review. Your feedback is incredibly valuable to us and helps us to improve the quality of our content and to reach a wider audience. We believe that by sharing knowledge and insights about spirituality, we can help inspire positive change and personal growth. So if you found our podcast to be meaningful and informative, we encourage you to share it with your friends and family. Thank you once again for your support and for joining us on this journey of self-discovery and spiritual growth. We look forward to sharing more episodes with you in the future.